You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. All right, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 39. And Jordan, you're back. I think you missed back. the last two. I did. For uh, travel, for a little under the weather stuff, but we're getting ready. It's Friday here uh, at Explosive, another beautiful Friday, and we're gearing up for the weekend, man. I got to ask an honest question. Did you get to listen to one I did last week with Veronica? I did not. I did not get to listen to it. But it is on my to-dos. I have plenty of jobs that I'll be driving to and from this weekend, so I, it will be on full blast. 100%. We we had a really good uh, time. I mean, Veronica is full of photography know-how and information. I well, mean, when you get like a, a really awesome and dynamic personality, such as Veronica as herself, and you know, plus her her vast knowledge of the industry. You know, I can only imagine. I'm, I'm sure you guys had a great episode. I'm actually really excited to listen to it. So it'll. Uh, Definitely be on the uh, on the on the playlist coming up uh, on my rides to my events this weekend. One hundred percent. Good stuff. So, uh, not to throw you out there on blast for not listening, but it's, it's quite all right. It's uh, all good. I can't say that I listened to all of <laughs> them either. I think we're entitled to it. I, I, you know what? That that's there's a a nice little uh, survey for you. How many guys actually listen to your podcast? To listen to your own podcast. That's it. We want to hear it back. <laughs> put put the comments in the mailbox. <laughs> Let us know what's up. So we do know people are listening, though. We just got a, uh, a lead through our website of somebody that was listening to our podcast avidly and was very interested in the Mosaic photo booth that we just talked about. A yeah, and, and it actually turns out that she's a, a pretty serious planner in the area, too. So that, that that's pretty cool to not only be, you know, hitting on, uh, you know, our, our clients and our potential clients, uh, you know, uh, eardrums, but also w- within the industry for, you know, uh, planners and uh, like-minded professionals looking to... You know, kind of level up their uh, their celebrations. It's awesome, man. So I guess we're doing this for a reason. I like it. Thirty nine episodes in, we're almost there. That's it, and I think that uh, you know that that um, that random lead that came from uh, an industry professional um, kind of sparked our little uh, our, our conversation piece for today. You know, we've had a pretty dynamic year, and you know, obviously, primarily handling uh, you know um, uh, signature barn bat mitzvah celebrations. But, uh, you know, we do a little bit of everything, and we have a lot of different things that come through the mill here at Explosive, and I think we've had a, a pretty cool year of some uh, standout celebrations. So, you know, being that we're almost at uh, at the new year, you know, 2019's almost done, it's almost time to, you know, dawn of 2020, and, uh, you know, maybe a little, a year in review, a little recap is uh, is due. Perfect. So, um, I, I know we each have a couple events we want to talk about, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go first. Just to recap, the most fresh event that's in my mind is... One of the two mitzvahs that I did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. We had a Friday night mitzvah, uh, which was you know pretty mellow. It was all about games, but we had a Saturday theatrical Man, Broadway. This thing's been the talk of the week. Uh, yeah. This thing, dude. I have never. In, I, I mean, we've been doing this for a while, dude. I can't put words to it. We've been <laughs> doing this. We've been doing bar and bat mitzvah work for years upon years, fifteen years, like twenty years of of like for yourself. Like I've never seen or heard a mitzvah like this being executed, let alone being executed to the to the level and the gr- degree of, of which the crew delivered. So what, hit us up, man. What happened? I, I Really, I, I 
I can't put words to it. <laughs> um, but what it was, you know, I'll do my absolute best for the listeners to make some sense out of what we uh, we put together. I think the was, family had a really cool idea. It was awesome. All right, so here, here's the story. It was Ava's cruise. Right. Ava's bat mitzvah, Ava's cruise theme. Now, I, I feel like we've done dozens of cruise themes and, and vacation themes, but Dad wanted to take this to another level. So the cruise ship itself... Uh, it's actually pretty funny because normally it's the moms that want to take yeah, it. Yeah, no, this one was dad. Dad was all about it. Shout out to the dads doing their thing. Um, the cruise ship, at different points of the night, went to different places. It, it started in the Caribbean. It went to Africa. It went all over the place. And at each port, we'll call it, when the cruise ship, quote unquote, docked, uh, and this is all theoretical, of course, because um, we were in Freehold, New Jersey the entire time, <laughs> um, the vibe changed. Uh, you know, when we went to Africa, as an example, uh, the notes that we had put together said, change the room lighting to uh, green and orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the TVs, we had African safari videos of, of you know wildlife animals uh, roaming. Um, the music changed. Things just changed at every port. Uh, and in fact, when we got to Africa, in this case, the family are, they're very mus- musical musicians. I can't just say even say the words. Um, they actually came in and performed the song Africa by Toto. Um, <laughs> so there was nonstop. It was almost every 15 minutes, something entirely different, changing every aspect from now, the media to the lighting to the music. It was all scripted. Now, now I wasn't there uh, as, as the talent. And this is, you know, obviously shout out MC Joe, who kind of took this thing by the, by the balls yeah. and really, I think, exceeded what anybody thought was possible. But... It sounds like to me that the mitzvah event itself became a little bit more of like a, a Broadway production. It became a production. Yeah. Like you were calling shots, like almost like a, a director would be on the set. And, and it's a great thing that Joe is. Joe went to school for theater, and he, you know he's an aspiring you know actor and, and playwright. And oh, he ate this up. So this this was all up. You know, he ate he this spoke up, man. in British accent the entire time. <laughs> Never broke <laughs> accent. Even coming behind the DJ booth and saying to me, "Hey, uh, what's up next?" He did it in accent. He never broke character. I'm not gonna lie, man. So you know, so uh, shout out to MC Joe. Shout out to the entire explosive crew that was on this event. Shout out to you, Mike, for for putting it together. Uh, Jamie, who came in as a late addition, she actually wasn't you know one of our rock stars here in the office as well as on the events. Wasn't even supposed to be on the event, right? No, she. So this this is a good reason. You know, let, let here's our tip. The first tip of the podcast. Write this down. Big events or complicated events need an event coordinator. And in this case, we suggested it. Client just didn't want to do it. We were kind of over budget to begin with. It was so important that Jamie was there to direct the the show, really, that she felt on her own she wanted to come and see the success of the party. So, you know, off payroll, she came in on her own. And thank God. I mean, Joe said it himself. We could have done it without her, but with her, it was so much better. You know. There was a lot of puzzle pieces, coordinating with the venue, coordinating well, I think with, with the planner. On your end, too, is because, yeah, so, you know, obviously all the coordination goes into it, but, you know, in your own right, you yourself do a very good job of coordinating, too. So sometimes when you're on the event, too, I feel like, you know, maybe, you know, you try to take a little bit of, of, of both, you know, positions, the coordination as well as the DJ aspect, but it's good sometimes to have that extra pair of hands, right? Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, positioning, we had... Uh, we had celebrity lookalikes, you know, throughout the party that 
Jack Sparrow, as an example, came and invaded the cruise ship. Well, I mean, it doesn't, don't they always? That's of how course. you do it. <laughs> but I couldn't have done it without the moving pieces. Jamie was sitting... And, and he, that, he means Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean, the Disney movie that, you know, grossed billions of dollars. How many other Jack Sparrows are there? I, I don't know, man. I don't know if people read the book or, you know, something like that. We were just making sure that, you know, apples to apples here. Um, <laughs> and, and for the record, Jack Sparrow was maybe five feet tall and 85 pounds soaking wet. I guess wet, he's Jewish. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um... <laughs> But, you know, Jamie standing along by me by the DJ booth was able to communicate with Jack Sparrow's handler, we'll call him, uh, that was upstairs and say, you know, in five seconds, you know, the music's going to change, the lighting's going to change, it's time to come down the steps. And Jack Sparrow comes flying down the steps with a sword in hand, and next thing you know, he's tying up our MC. <laughs> I mean, you could only laugh, but this is real. This is what really happened. I'm telling you, and like, so I got to enjoy this, you know, Insane mitzvah that was so cool, you know, via video and just looking at the expressions on the guests' faces, on the kids' faces, just being asked to help Jack Sparrow tie up the MC, like, is guaranteed something that they've never been asked before at a mitzvah. It was just something different and cool. So I just want to get your opinion on what was the atmosphere like in the room where people, like, just, yo, this is crazy, <laughs> like, but it's awesome and it's so them, like... I I want to say yes, but I'm going to tell you that it was so intense for me. I don't think I blinked. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't eat. I definitely didn't go to the bathroom. I mean, I at any given moment was doing 14 things from changing the media on the television to uh, doing random sound effects that need to be embedded with the music. It was too much for one person, and I, I did it, but that really needed a media specialist. It really needed a lighting designer. And it needed a DJ. Three people that could have worked together. Which is why, I mean, I was stressed from the minute that the party started right. to the party ended. And I don't get stressed anymore with these parties. I, right. I mean, I go in confident. I have a backup of everything. And um, this one was stressful. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a one of one. This is like, you know, the, the unicorn that, you know, we kind of created. It was definitely from the bottom up. Um, and it was special. It, you know, not, not to say it's any more special than the other events that we do or the ones that we're about to get into in just a second. But... You know, this one definitely had some some curveballs, some twists and turns. I think you guys knocked it out of the park. It was awesome. And this is another cool little tip for you guys. Also, this is the difference between hiring, I guess, a DJ or a DJ company and an event development company. Yeah. You know, like... There, there, there were at least, at least eight, probably ten face-to-face meetings right. going through the timeline, the planning, the scripting of this. And uh, it couldn't have happened any other way. There was, it was just too intense to do it otherwise yeah i think it goes back to our you know our our age-old rule of you know doing your research when you're you're booking your entertainment company or or the dj company for for these you know these special days these days that just you know don't happen you know more than once so if you're looking for a theme or a vibe or something a little bit more outside the box of just playing music and and having a great dance party you definitely need to do your research so i want to answer your question then i want to move on to you know one of your top events of the year um, but your your question was, what did the guests think? And mm-hmm. I think the guests were mesmerized. I think that they were blown away. Um, and I think they enjoyed the uniqueness of it. Um, they didn't go home saying this was the most energetic dance party ever. But they I think went, the dancing was secondary at this it, point it definitely to, the, was. to this party. It definitely was. And we danced more than I thought we would. Right. Um, but 
I think the guests really enjoyed the theatrical aspect. I they mean, were going to a show. It was dinner and a show. Yep. You know, and and you know, kudos to Orem. Food's always great. The atmosphere's always great. How about the guests? And and you know, because obviously we have other clients that are in the room week to week that see Joe. Yeah. On this regular high energy. Actually, just somebody went over to him and said, I didn't, somebody yeah. went over and said, I didn't know you were British. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's amazing because, you know, that just goes to show you how dynamic a performer that he is being able to like literally take that high energy dance set, crazy in your face Joe that, you know, people want for their day. Yeah. And totally blend it to, you know, who this client was and what they were all about and be able to, you know, em- embrace a character, you know. So, really, really cool stuff. So, again, kudos. That's a great one. Um, so you want to give me one of your yeah, top, yeah, top events of the year, 2019? And this one was a, was a group effort. You know, we I spoke about it uh, probably about a month or a month, a month and a half ago. Um, a little bit. Uh, this was our event that we had the the newly uh, renovated and newly unveiled. It's within a year. Uh, the TWA Hotel. That's at JFK Airport. Um, so you know. I gotta stop you for a quick second. I was yeah. at an appointment last night with a client. Mm-hmm. Uh, lives in Montclair and just doing their research, uh, checking out you know different entertainment companies. In fact, we were one of five that they are interviewing for their party. Right. And I showed a picture of this party, and she says, "Oh my god, I read read about it." Because this this party's been published in I think two different. Yeah, two different uh, publications, uh, Missile Markets printed, and uh, it's all it was also uh, the feature on their online. Awesome on their, on their internet so, site. So you know, getting these events published is awesome. Because, I know. You know they we may not have directly came to the client through Mitzvah Market, but the recognition when they put the puzzle pieces together is, is it's huge. And, and you know, I think it's a really great uh, you know um, determining factor on like, hey, listen, we know that a lot went into this event. Um, you know, working with great professionals, um, you know, like Amy Rubel, who you know, who is just. A bomb, bomb.com planner that gives us a tremendous amount of work and just, you know, we have a great relationship with and it never, it didn't come off of work or off, off of like parties. It came off of a bond that we created from when I did her son's bar mitzvah and she happened to get into the business and she does a great job and she just knows that we're real, that we're, we approach every event on a very real platform. You know, there are a lot of moms after planning their own kids party that says, I could do this, but Amy really did it. I know. Like. You know, some kind of dabble, but this is Amy's now career. She left She left corporate America for this. I know. She's so, killing so it. So tell us about TWA. So, yeah, what, so, what made this event so cool and memorable? Uh, you know, uh, the, for one, the, the venue. I mean, TWA, uh, as everybody knows, was an airline that went out of business many years ago. Um, the, the terminal stayed vacant, and, you know, they decided to revamp it, uh, renovate it, and turn it into an event space. But keeping the whole old school kind of theme of everything. So everything is OG TWA and mm-hmm. everything's branded TWA from the, you know, uh, concierge's sneakers all matching TWA branded sneakers wow. to, I mean, it is done up so cool and so like retro trendy um, where every single wall is an Instagram post. This, this is a bar or a bar mitzvah? This was for a bar mitzvah. Okay. Um, what did it feel like a masculine venue, or it could have played either way? It can play either way. Um, I would say that the branded red and white TWA colors uh, definitely are prominent in, mm-hmm. in the space. So if you're going in there, you know you can definitely pipe and drape in there. You could do some you're uplighting. You're not doing like a black light neon party. Correct. Okay. Correct. So like, it, um, I would say you're either going to have to be like, hey, my theme colors are going to be red, black, and white. Perfect. That's a great spot for yeah. it. Or you have some sort of idea on your own to kind of build off of it because the um, 
the whole idea and the 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 overlay of the of the venue was built with that color with the branding with the idea of it like when you go into the actual um meeting area the common area where everybody first like kind of where the store is and there's a restaurant in there literally looks like men in black like the men in black base station um and i believe when amy was touring me on the facility when we went through with the hard hats before it was even built the um project managers on it the people that are actually building the spot didn't want any straight edges in that room so there's everything's rounded if you look at everything from the clocks to the ceiling to the walls it's all rounded off so it's done really really cool Uh um and just has a really cool look to it so they were definitely going with nostalgia, but was the cater? Do you know was the catering done on site, or did they have to bring an outside caterer? So um, I believe that this event itself, particularly, was not. Uh, they were back and forth on whether whether doing a kosher event for some of their relatives that were there. Um, they didn't do it. I believe it was all TWA staff that was okay. in the kitchen, providing everything with their their own chef staff, cook staff, stuff like that. I didn't see anything extra come in or. And, and they of played off of the theme in, though, so. because it was a. Uh, airlines themed. It was a flight theme because the the young man um, who the, the celebration was for loved to travel, um, and he had been on millions of vacations, just a whole bunch of stuff that you would think is crazy for a thirteen year old to already have visited. But he traveled the entire world with his family, and he loved it. So that was like the whole idea of everything. Like they had like cool, uh, you know, model plane centerpieces. Like so, really, so stop there for a second. I, you know, another big tip for mm-hmm. people planning is. Think of a theme that really matches your family. You know, right. uh, it's it's great when you tie in the guest of honor's name or you know favorite color. But if you could really dive into their personality, twenty years later, thirty years later, when they look back at their celebration, right, that was them. Like that was about them. I mean, it's it, you know that's a big part of their life. Yeah, Mike, that's a really good point, man. Um, which kind of brings me to the next. Uh, cool gig that I had the pleasure of uh, rocking out. We were over at uh, Cedar Hill Country Club with our board, Wiser, um, again with Amy Rubel, um, just doing some awesome parties over there. And uh, we got to rock and roll with Eli on his bar mitzvah day. It was uh, sports-themed, actually baseball-themed. Phyllis from Extraordinary Productions did all the decor in there. And uh, if you're familiar with Cedar Hill Country Club, it's a country club setting, but they did a really, really good job of making it look very industrial and boyish and it was pun intended she knocked it out of the park she did knock it out of the park it was awesome the detail was great everything from branded staging to you know uh, uh, wireless uplights all over the main room um, we had a killer crew well let, let me um, stop for a second because sometimes a, a sports theme baseball theme whatever it might be yeah. can look a little cheesy uh-huh. um well, it's not even that it's cheesy. I think it's just that sometimes people are like, oh, his theme is baseball. Even sometimes. When, even when they say it, like, families know that it's been done before. You know right. what I mean? So not that it's cheesy. It's just it's just been used a lot. But in this case, it looked elegant. Right. And, like, awesome. And I remember another party Phyllis did uh, that I, I saw a couple of years ago that was a um, football theme. And just elegant with the right use of glass, mirrors, stamped metal, like... You know, there are ways to take sports themes and Over the top. make them look spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, cheesy pennant stringers and, you know, balloons and things like that. I mean, there's ways to be elegant. Right. And and obviously we do, like I said, you know, like we say in every podcast, we realize that each family has a budget and a certain amount of, you know, money that they wanted to put in certain things. But the look of the room and the vibe is going to all contribute towards the energy. That's all going to be, you know, uh, positive motion. For everybody in the room that's going to get people energized and jazzed and excited they're going to want to be more a part of the action so 
you know, when you're doing stuff like that, I think for the clients, just like uh, a little bit of attention to detail and, you know, maybe taking something that's a normal everyday, you know, theme or vibe and, and doing something to put it over the top a little bit. It's so, never a bad thing. So, I, I mean, you were there, I wasn't. I mean, what made the event stand out in your mind as one of your most unique events of the year? Uh, honestly, the branding, like the, the look and the branding of everything, everything from our, I mean, we, the whole crew was in like uh, uniform baseball jerseys, like it was super I thought the girls looked awesome with awesome, the jerseys man. open and tied at, you know. Such a trendy look. party, like, and it really, like the whole look, like the way the lighting was done, the staging, um, we had big, uh, mural, like, like it was big, like almost like seven or eight foot, uh, photographs of Eli uh-huh. that were used as our, uh, our backdrop, so to speak. So that, his... You know, amazing pictures that were done and taken were used as the setup almost. So that right. his, it, it was almost like uh, he was the well, the dance uh, the floor foundation. was set up in a diamond, like Correct. baseball, a baseball diamond. diamond. Yep. And our stages were at first, second, and third base, along with a huge uh, L shape. Yep. At and we, home base, and we lit them with LEDs, and it was cool. And at different points, there was different you know interactive activities. We had a T-shirt cannon, like it was just really like stadium influenced. Super fun, high energy, and, we, and I mean, the look of the room just really got everybody energized. And I actually think the the hook, it was a day party. I think it was like a twelve to like wow. twelve to five. You know what? I've seen the pictures. I wouldn't have even known. Yep, it was right smack in the middle of the day. I didn't even realize. Wow. So that, that's cool. something else. Like you know, just way you design and decorate and put stuff together can kind of take people out of their own head to where if maybe they wouldn't have gotten as crazy as they would have at, at a night party, they yeah. can they can feel like they're in it at that point. So it was a lot of fun, man. So, so I have one, maybe two more standouts that I want to mention. Okay. Um, one of them was Jordi Gras. Uh-huh. Um, this is at the High Lawn Pavilion. And, not mine. Uh, not you. You were not Jordi. Yes. Um, well, what do you mom think mom of people calling you To my Jordy. mom, I am. To <laughs> <laughs> my mom, I can um, Jordan, Jordi, uh, yeah. was, was a you know cute 13-year-old girl and... Her bat mitzvah took place right around Fat Tuesday. Okay. Um, so we did Mardi Gras theme. And, Perfect. Uh, the event came to us from our good friend Nikki at V Squared. Nikki was the planner on the event. And Nikki's so cool in bringing in unique pieces to events. Mm-hmm. Um, so when guests first walked into the High Lawn Pavilion, um, it's a restaurant. But once you go up the flight of steps, you're into the banquet space. So you walked up the flight of steps not knowing what they were walking into. And all of a sudden... There was a stilt walker in all, you know, gold, purple, and green Mardi Gras colors. Awesome. Just greeting guests, putting beads on them, taking pictures with them. Then the very next thing that they did is they approached a human table. Um, the human table um, had, you know, champagne and place cards, and it was another piece of, you know, pop, uh, you know, wow factor. Right. Um there was a Zydeco band playing, you know, authentic New Orleans style music. Like now that's huge. If you ever been to New Orleans, you know that there's music on every awesome. single like block, like good music. So the fact that they had like a legit New Orleans feel that probably brought it all together. Man, they were so like it, it's funny. I mean, literally, I remember them playing when the Saints go marching in. Right. Like, but that was so cool. With like this dude with the big tuba. That's how they would have done it in in, in New Orleans. Um, so. You know, just, that was it. That was the wow factor. You walked in and you were like, oh my God, like this is going to be different. Um, and through the night, there was just, you know, Jordan, you always talk about a middle, beginning, and end. Like, mm-hmm. that was the beginning. The middle was when uh, there was a, you know, a pop-up performance that nobody was expecting. Is the guy that sings We Know Speak Americano. Right. <laughs> comes out and performs. I mean, he, he happened to be friends with Dad, and uh, Dad brought him in, and Guy comes and... 
it was awesome. That's so funny. Like, I mean, it had nothing to do with the Mardi Gras theme at this moment. No, but, I mean, ultimately, you know, you had people that you do know that song. Right. You know, like, so that's cool to have the artist actually do it. Yep. Uh, and, you know, through the night, there was uh, different Cirque performers doing aerialist type of tricks. Um, Joe Ramundi was our MC, and, you know, he played the part really well. Our dancers were in costume. And at the very end, the takeout food was a New Orleans-style, I think they're called beignets. Uh, yeah, the beignets. Uh, or beignets, excuse uh-huh. me. Um, and, you know, just an authentic way to end the night within theme. I just thought it was so cool. Very memorable. It wasn't one of the biggest events that we did this year. It wasn't one of the biggest budgets. But it was very standout in my mind. Right. That's awesome, man. Really cool. And it, it's cool just showing a different take on, like, a cool theme, super creative. And it was a group effort, right? The family put in some cool ideas. You guys had, we had some cool ideas, and that's that's really how it's done. So, I, you know, we talked about playing nice in the sandbox, and that was it. All the elements came together so well. Awesome. Uh, and the last one I want to talk about, we mentioned on this podcast before, but so different than any other mitzvah I've ever done, and that's why it stand out in my mind. Was it was the party that was at a country club? But in the let's go pool. down to the pool. Yep, let's we talked about the swimming pool, man. You know, it was. Again, not the highest budget, not the biggest event, not very elaborate, but what a cool party where the adults were inside the country club enjoying a little jazz band and having some brunch, um, and the kids were in bathing suits playing outside at the pool in the uh, the facilities there. They had all different, like a playground. We had Love it. in you know boardwalk-style games. Um, our dancers were in the pool hanging out. There, there was... I, I think that gig is funny and stands out in my mind, too, because I think our, even our... our Entertainers were confused on what their job was that right. day. They're like, so we get in the pool with the kid. It was like they were like having so much fun, almost like this is work. Like even I can't the DJ this was confused. Yeah. He's like, wait, <laughs> there's no dancing. So like, this is work right now. Yeah, yeah no, dude. It's like crazy. he's like, you know, Jason was the DJ and Jay. You, you just you're playing fun background music. Yep. Like, and that was it. We had one speaker pointing towards the boardwalk games and one speaker pointing towards the pool, and. You know, it was just it was just fun. Like we got to hang with the kids. So that's a huge tip for for all of our listeners too, guys. You know, like these events don't have to be like monumental, earth shifting events. You know, like you can literally come up with something cool that is a regular, like like something like swimming is a regular everyday summer activity that they built the entire mm-hmm. event off of. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome with the games, the creativity, the the relay race stuff, the the music, like everything accented and outfitted that day and that vibe perfectly. And I think that it is the perfect example of, you know, a family knowing their kid, knowing what he's going to or she's going to gravitate to and be like, yo, this is going to work. This is not going to work. Bar Mitzvah Boy was shy. He was not a dancer. Right. Uh, the party was 95% boys. Let me guess, you had the best day ever. Oh, my God. It, the video that we have was spectacular. Right. I mean, it shows boys being boys, having fun, playing. And because they were so engaged, they weren't um, destructive. They, right. they, they were they were awesome. They so. had stuff to do. And if I remember correctly, the party was only like three and a half hours or something. Yeah, it was a short it, one, too. That's you know, right. It, it was... That's right. It, they don't all have to be the stereotypical textbook five-hour parties. Yeah, the hour cocktail with the four-hour reception. You guys can make these events whatever you choose, and that's the best part. So we're uh, we're ending 2019 with a bang, man. It's been a, a great year. Well, I think we just talked about four or five different standout events, but yeah, man, we got a few left. Then we'll put a cap on the year and we'll play again next year. Oh my god, <laughs> I got one more for the year. One more mitzvah for me. That's it. Um, so anyhow. 
Thank you all for tuning in. Mastering Mitzvahs, episode 39, yep, coming to an end. Totally appreciate you guys. Again, if you have any comments, if you have any ideas for episodes, things that you want to hear us chat about a little bit, we uh, you know, we actually want to take a little opinion. We want to say, I'm going to put this out here right now. Mike didn't even know I was doing this. For all you guys listening, how would you guys like to see us while we do this? Let's get a little bit of feedback. Would you like a little bit of, uh, of actual uh, video behind these podcasts, too? Because we've been teetering with the... Uh, the thought of actually recording these and doing them, uh, you know, video-wise to have Facebook Live, yeah, YouTube, Facebook Live, yeah. YouTube, stuff like that. So let us know if that's something that you dig and you think could be cool. Um, and yeah, actually, just, with that, where, where are you listening? Are you listening in your yes. car while you're driving? You're listening at work? Or, you know, you're at the gym at earbuds. Like, what's what's the what's the listening situation? I don't know, bro. I couldn't work out to us talking, but <laughs> if you're at the gym, listen to us. Mazel tov. More power to you. I like the hustle. All so right, anyhow, guys. Thanks again for tuning Thank in. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.